This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Wayne. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Mark is out I believe at a local town meeting thing that he uh, went to tonight, so he'll probably probably be returning tomorrow. So tonight, Wayne, you're going to be telling us, I believe, about uh, we're going to talk about the census because I just got the the letter in the mail. You apparently got the full form already. Yes, I did. Uh, so we'll get to that here, but first, some very disturbing news coming out of Washington D.C. More. And this, well, yeah, it's it's a never-ending cavalcade of uh, disturbing news. This is uh, definitely one of the most disturbing stories, I think, of 2010. And it's uh, it's a bipartisan effort. Oh, so, really? Yeah, they're working together on this one, Wayne. And, you know, people have been complaining that uh, governments... They, some people like to complain about the government not working together, you know, because uh, they, they try to make it look sometimes like they're opposed and that they're at odds with one another, the, the Democrats and the Republicans. Right, right, like pro-wrestling. It, right, it's exactly right. They, it's really an illusion. They want people to think that they are at each other's throats when, in point of fact, they're all just really two sides of the same statist big government coin. And I think this story from the Wall Street Journal really makes it pretty clear that both the Republicans and Democrats are really hard at work, hard at work to screw you and to destroy your privacy and to destroy your freedom. From the Wall Street Journal, lawmakers working to craft a new comprehensive immigration bill have settled on a way to prevent employers from hiring illegal immigrants. A national biometric identification card that all American workers would eventually be required to obtain. Okay, this is interesting because there's been several states now that have have passed laws to repeal the Real ID Act or or any similar act. Many of them have a provision that's not just for the Real ID Act, any kind of national identification system. So I wonder how that would apply to this new uh, draconian proposal. Well, that's a good question because the Real ID was originally a proposal to uh, essentially replace the state driver's licenses with a federally mandated, uh, federally specified license. So effectively, the states would still be... Uh, in charge of creating the license, but they would have to adhere to a certain standard uh, set of standards, right. which could be arbitrarily determined by, I believe it was the head of the Department of Homeland Security. And share their databases with the federal government and with other states. Which that means... already happens to, to yeah. some extent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that upset a lot of people, and there was some backlash, and there were a number of states that essentially refused to participate. Not because it was... Uh, not because those people in those states were freedom-oriented necessarily. In most cases, it was simply because the state governments weren't getting funding from the federal government. Mm-hmm. So they were very upset that the feds were saying, you need to do this, this, and this, but not passing along some stolen money in order for them to do that. So it really wasn't the best reasons, but we'll take the ends. I mean, they did decide to reject Real ID, and, and that's good, and that's why it hasn't happened yet. Uh, but now they appear to be working around that particular uh, thing because this is only going to be applying to American workers, which, of course, is the supermajority of America. I mean, the workers. Right. How many people of America or in America have a job versus are entrepreneurs or self-employed 
uh, business owners. The vast majority of people have jobs. Probably 95%, 98%. I don't know. I'm just speculating. It's probably in the 90s. I would uh, think. Wise. I, although that might be declining now with all the unemployment. The people who have their own sure. businesses may be scraping by, but at least they're still in business for themselves. Well, of the people working. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a very, very large percentage that, that have jobs. So this is effectively a way to force an ID card on the supermajority, a federal ID card on the supermajority of Americans. And, you know, the, the stroke of brilliance that is this uh, is that they're, they're pandering to people's uh, – their hatred, their distrust, their fear – of the so-called illegal immigrants. You know, do you think it's a little too late, though? Because right now, I don't even think the illegal immigration problem, so-called, is even an issue anymore because the economy is collapsing. I understand a lot of people from Mexico out in Arizona and out west have gone back home. Is that right? Because there's no jobs. And and there's also a hostile environment towards them now because of all this stoking up of fear over illegal immigrants yeah, in, I agree in the news with you. media. I think so, it's... I think that if they come here, uh, if somebody comes here under all of this this cloud of of fear that has been created about so-called illegals, they really got some balls. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It sounds like a de- another. See, there's all these desperate attempts now to grab more power and control because they see they're losing the the consent of the governed, so to speak. And and this is just another sign of that, I think. Well, uh, and again, it's uh, they're working together on this one. I'll uh, share that here in a moment. Under the of course, potential, uh, they're, they're both scared. Yeah, under the potentially controversial plan still taking shape in the Senate, so it hasn't passed through yet. But just just wait, give them time. And let me guess, uh, the sponsors on that uh, is John McCain, one of them. Mm, no, actually, no. I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. All uh, all legal U.S. workers, including citizens and immigrants, would be issued an ID card with embedded information such as fingerprints to tie the card to the worker. The ID card plan is one of several steps advocates of an immigration overhaul are taking to address concerns that have defeated similar uh, similar bills in the past. The uphill effort to pass a bill is being led by Senators Chuck Schumer and Lindsey Graham, uh, who plan to meet with uh, Barack Obama as soon as this week to update him on their work. Kissing cousins from the opposite sides of the aisle. Yep. An administration official said the White House had no position on the biometric card. Schumer said in an interview, quote, it's the nub of solving the immigration dilemma, politically speaking. Quote, he said, uh, would never directly answer the card, would never directly answer concerns that after legislation is signed, another wave of illegal immigrants could arrive. He says, if you say they can't get a job when they come here, you'll stop it. The biggest objections to the biometric cards may come from privacy advocates who fear they would become de facto national ID cards that enable the government to track citizens. Chris Calabrese of the ACLU says it's a fundamentally massive invasion of people's privacy. We're not only talking about fingerprinting every American, treating ordinary Americans like criminals in order to work. We're also talking about a card that would quickly spread from work to voting to travel to pretty much every aspect of American life that requires identification. Graham says he respects those concerns but disagrees. We've all got social security cards, he says. They're just easily ta- they're just easily tampered with. Make them tamper proof. That's all I'm saying. Well, it says on the social security card not to be used for identification, it does Mr. Say Graham. That. Well, it used to say that. It doesn't say that anymore. Well, yeah, it used to. But you know, this reminds me all this fear. It reminds me of when I was a kid, and I remember the older kids in the neighborhood would say, "Don't go in the woods. There's melon heads out there." Melon heads. Yeah, that sounds scary. Yeah, they sound scary. But this is what the illegal immigrants, illegal immigration, sounds like. It's just one of those those words they put yeah. out there to scare people. Well, sure. I mean, if they're illegal, they must be dangerous, right? They're melon heads. Well, it's 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 ludicrous. And of course, we've talked in uh, quite detail on this program about so-called illegal immigration, and uh, they're just human beings 
they want to come here and most of them want to make a better life for themselves. They're leaving their family. They're leaving their hometowns. They're leaving their country. They don't speak the language. That takes a lot of guts to, yep. be, to, to go to another country. Some people would say that, well, they're just here to, to mooch off the system. And I would uh, say to that, well, that's the system that's, that's yes. at fault there. The fact that you have a government system that forces people into uh, having their wealth redistributed in ways they may not uh, may not agree with. That's where the objection, I think, really lies. You, all, you also have corruption in their own governments, which is enabled by you know the big poobah here in North America, in Washington. So Graham says uh, that hey, everybody's got a social security card, so just make them tamper-proof. It's all he's saying. Well, this is kind of the, uh, the common excuse that the government uses. Well, we've already regulated this and this and that, so now we can regulate this. What are you guys complaining about? You guys didn't have any problems with the social security card. Why would you have a problem with this? What if you have a problem with social security card? Some people do. That's true. Some people do. I burned mine a few years ago. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I have not paid into Social Security for, I don't know, almost uh, coming up on a decade, I guess, here. Probably for at least half a decade, if not more than that. Well, your age, Sonny, you're not going to get any anyway. Well, yeah. Well, they've got $10,000 of mine. They, You know how they send those little reports that, to you occasionally? They kind of tell you how much you put in. Uh, the, the last time I got one of those, which was years ago, was $10,000, which was after I'd stopped paying. And so there were some zeros in there for some mm-hmm. of the years, which I was, that was, I'm very happy to see that. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you, you guys can keep the money because some people believe that they can fill out some kind of paperwork and get the money back that they, that they paid in. Right. Or, well, since the eighties, the federal government has actually been looting that fund to, uh, to put into the general fund. Yeah. I consider it stolen money. So it's gone. the SACL-CAI toll-free line. More coming up. The ID card proposal. Your thoughts? Share them with us or bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. The legendary race into the night. The world's fastest sports car racing door-to-door for 12 hours in an epic showdown. Be there Saturday, March 20th at Sebring International Raceway. The 58th annual Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring presented by Fresh from Florida is coming March 20th. See Porsche, Corvette, Ferrari, Jaguar, BMW, Mazda, Acura, and other world-class racing teams battle in America's toughest road race. Gates open on Wednesday, March 17th. Order your tickets today. Call 800-626. 7223 or visit SeabringRaceway.com. See the cars and stars of the American Le Mans Series, seven supporting races, vintage race cars, driver autograph sessions, the party zone, and much more. Four days of family fun at Sebring. Children 12 and under admitted free. For more info, visit SeabringRaceway.com. The 58th Annual Mobile One, 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida. March 20th is the date. Sebring is the place. Order your tickets at SeabringRaceway.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. Oh, Wayne, I should probably turn on your microphone. Hello, Let's try that again. Wayne. Wayne is with us. Uh, your calls as well are welcome about whatever happens to be on your mind. 800-259-9231. Inviting you to our website. Uh, the Shrine of Female Listeners is there and brought to you by ManchesterBrewing.com. Uh, the Shrine of Female Listeners features dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Started things out here tonight with a disturbing story that it looks like they're going to be shoving through if they get their way. And when I say they, I mean a couple of Republican and Democrat senators that have proposed 
a new national ID card legisla- uh, piece of legislation. And it's different from the real ID, which was forcing a certain set of specifications on each state government as far as updating the driver's license to have biometric info and things like that. Those kind of went down in flames for various different reasons. Now what they're proposing is a worker ID card. So basically they want to force everybody that works in America, everybody that has a job, uh, anybody that's on salary or getting hourly pay to have some sort of federal ID card, which presumably will be issued by the feds themselves uh, in order to get a job. So if if you go and apply for a job, you will have to have one of these federal IDs in order to get it. Uh, to get work. Sounds like a way to make the post office more profitable. You know, people go into the post office to get their little ID check, and then they pay the post office $20, and just imagine all the revenue that could raise. I I imagine they would put the post office in charge of of giving these out, because they're the people that that handle uh, a lot of the passport work. You got it. So that's a possibility. And it's not the only uh, proposal that is on the table. In fact, according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, U.S. employers also have the option of using an online system called E-Verify to check whether potential employees are in the U.S. legally. And they, a lot of, uh, it says here, many uh, Republicans have pre- pressed to make the system mandatory, but others complain that the existing system is ineffective. In fact, I saw a story uh, recently about that particular program. We'd, we'd mentioned it before in the past. Uh, so there's some, some major companies like Dunkin' Donuts are participants in this uh, this program, which is why I will not shop at Dunkin Donuts because you know effectively they're selling out the American people in the name of this so-called border security nonsense out there. And a lot of the workers they hire some of them are ent- more entry level workers who are clueless and would not know the difference anyway. That that wouldn't know the difference between what? Between uh, what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be. In other words, uh, they're not most of the people who who would apply for those jobs are not real concerned about liberty. Yeah, that is uh, or their rights. That is certainly true. So, you know, when I was looking at the story about that E-Verify program, it was showing something to the effect of that I think it was 7% of people were registering as, uh, you know, I shouldn't really speculate on what it was. But there was a, a, a decent, statistically significant amount of people that were being marked as basically illegal when they, point of fact, were not. Of course. So that's what uh, apparently some one of the objections is to that particular system. So... They've come up with this program as kind of a suggested replacement for it. Rather than having this uh, this national e-verify program, they would just simply issue ID cards to everybody, which would be far more tyrannical, uh, far more Orwellian and disturbing, uh, this national ID concept. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Dave in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, Dave. Hey, uh, this uh, ID, man. The, the horror of this is that 80% of the, the land that it cowards in a home of the slaves will agree with it. <laughs> Only because sure they're so scared of the illegal alien. You know, they're going to put chains on all of us because they're scared of the illegal And God forbid if we solve this problem with a little more freedom, you know, it it just it just shows me that the the tactic tax the tactic of terrorism is used against cowards and this just proves it man and, and they're all going to go for it yeah give everybody a card 
Put put your fingerprints on it, and then your DNA, whatever the heck they're gonna want next. You know. Sure, as long as the American people you, are given an enemy to be afraid of, then they won't be able to, to buy anything. You won't be able to do anything without the card. You know, well, that, we're gonna have to carry to. a damn card with us now. That's right. You'll you be walking down the street, and the cop will see me. I see your national identification go, oh, card. We won't have illegal aliens. Yes, you will. <laughs> Because then there'll be a black market for and, and counterfeit Just cards. Just make it e- make it easier for people from other countries coming here, man. That and then should. we could put everybody to work. Get water to the desert, man. Get people working. Get them growing good food instead of this GMO stuff. You know, we there's plenty of solutions for more people. We got plenty of space. There's a lot of space out in the, in the in the west to fly over. Whatever. We got plenty of room. We Very do. good, Dave. Any other thoughts tonight? And uh, yeah, I, these guys getting thirty-five years for the plant, and somebody choking on a bag because the cop is ready to put him in jail forever, and then they tase him and he dies. This this war on drugs is. We're living in the time. You ever hear of Serpico? Oh yes. Yeah, it, it, it's personified Serpico. We're the times we're living in now. Dave, as always, I thank you for the call. Thank you for the thoughts at 800-259-9231. You know, you said something really interesting about there being plenty of room because the birth rate in America right now is actually not at even replacement level. So uh, the number Meaning of children... Meaning that more people are dying than being born? Yes. there's Well, of native-born Americans right now, I think it's a, the last time I saw it was about 1.6 children per couple, which is not even replacement rate. When you include the immigration rate, then you're right around replacement at 2.1 children per couple. So huh. the immigration, w- which we've had in this country, both illegal and Im- illegal and illegal, so-called, are actually shoring it up so that we're not losing population. Because when you start losing population, not good. your economy is, is dead. And that's what's happening in Japan right now. Let's keep going here. Uh, more phone calls from you about what you want. The uh, Frank is on the line with us. Frank in New York, you're on Free Talk Live. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. Frank, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I'm calling. I called last night. I thought it was sort of humorous, the uh, individuals uh, that are attempting to state that they're sovereign and they're creating, uh, I guess, embassies on their property and things. Uh, I tried calling immediately and was on the line for, I guess, over 40-some minutes. But if you go back to, you know, Bishop's International Law, you realize that government is only comes into existence or a state comes into existence when it's recognized by other states so ultimately and at the very end i think uh, you did well wait a minute, the correct wait a minute infer- frank hang, hang on before before you go on go ahead you're saying that a government only comes into existence when recognized by other governments no no no, no i'm sorry I, not a government a state a state comes into existence only when it's recognized by other states how how do you define uh, sep- how do you separately define state from government well, the government is a creature of the state, but the state is sovereign, whereby the government is not. The United what? States is very interesting because if you read the Founding Fathers, they spent many, many, many hours and years debating what is sovereign. Uh, it's not the state. I'll tell you what, I want to get back into oh, the fine, fine details of this, if you don't mind, Frank. Hang on, we'll bring you back. I want to make sure Wayne has a chance to uh, to jump in on this as well. Also, take your phone calls. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Again, that number, 1-800-259-9231. 
Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features on the site are free, so enjoy those, uh, including news updates. You can get signed up for our email newsletter, or you can get on Twitter or Facebook. There are various different ways for you to be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for one or all three or two of three or whatever works best for you. News.freetalklive.com. And be sure you head on over to uh, the Low Country Liberty Report. If you're looking for great liberty-oriented video presentations, Taryn's got them over at lclreport.com. They are liberty-minded news segments for liberty-minded folk. And he's based out of Savannah, Georgia at this time, although he is a Free State Project participant, as I understand it. And he's currently doing a series wherein he's interviewing all the Ladies of Liberty Alliance calendar girls. Wayne, you've seen the uh, the Lola calendar, yes? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, indeed. I like it. You can find these lovely Lola ladies and their interviews right there over at lclreport.com. As we continue here, we've got Frank on the line in New York. Frank, you're back on Free Talk Live. You're commenting uh, in regards to something we were discussing last night. Correct. You were... And and that is that uh, an embassy is an office or defined as part of a country in another country. So the embassy in London, the U.S. Embassy at the Court of St. James's, is perceived to be American territory within another country. Right, and what you're referencing is last night's show where we were talking about uh, this group of people that are calling themselves sovereign citizens, which I think think on its own is a contradiction. Uh, It's ridiculous, actually, because, uh, number one, uh, an embassy, uh, you know, is a product of uh, or a manifestation, I guess we'd call it, a representation is a better word, for a state. Now, the a state meaning, in a sense, a country. So in order to create a new country, you can say I'm a country, but unless you're, you're recognized by established countries in what's called the community of nations... See, that's where uh, I disagree with you. That's, that's where I disagree with you, Frank. And the reason why is because a, a state or a government, and I know you think there's a difference between the two. I think if there's a difference, it's pretty subtle. And we can get into the, the, uh, the details on that if you'd like. But generally, uh, the, the idea of a state is nothing more than a legal fiction. It's, uh, it's just a corporation. It's just a concept. Mm. It's just an idea. Uh, when, the, when the guys who sat down and signed the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, the, the so-called Founding Fathers, when they sat down and they signed those documents, nothing changed. There, there wasn't something that was uh, embodied all of a sudden out of thin air, as they might like you to believe. It's just some men putting down in a, uh, their signatures on a piece of paper. They then went on to propagate this idea that there was a new state and you know tell people about it no, and get them to believe because, it as well. It's a religion, you had Frank. Ben Franklin, you had Ben Franklin as ambassador to Paris, getting the French to officially recognize the United States and to extend its credit. But all support. you're talking about, you Frank, had, when you say officially, finish. when you say officially recognize, you're just talking about another group of men saying, "Yes, we think your imaginary concept is real." 
No, because it has legitimacy. That's the difference. It has no legitimacy. Yes, it is. What do you mean by that? Now, getting back to the notion of sovereignty, let me make my case. All right. Uh, the The founders of the Constitution, our founding fathers, who drafted the Constitution, debated this in minutia regarding this issue, you know, for years and years and years. And most countries state that the, uh, you know, when you have a monarchy, that sovereignty is, is, uh, exists within the crown. The United States was very different because the founding fathers, specifically George Washington, Adams, uh, and others, stated that sovereignty rests with the Constitution of the United States. And the people, the individuals. So they invested their concept of sovereignty within the living document of the Constitution that established co- the rights piece of, of government paper, and the individuals. How, Frank, how can a piece of paper be sovereign? Well, you'll have to read the Founding Fathers. I'm not I, saying I believe no, it, but okay. this is what they said, and well, this is what they did. Well, let's talk about what you believe. Go back to... Let's the, talk go about back what, to, It doesn't matter what I believe. Uh, yes, it does, no, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter what they believe. They're dead. Pardon me? It doesn't matter what they believe. They aren't with us anymore. So what but matters is what is, you and I believe, Frank, The not point them. is this... No, no. <laughs> this ah. is becoming fallacious. What I want to say is this. I can't believe that people would be so stupid to risk their lives... Uh, creating, stating that they're sovereign and they're a country within themselves when they're bordered within the context of another country that's recognized as a nation or a state. Uh, it, it strikes me as stupid, and you know, all you have to do is go to Bishop's International Law and start to read some of the case law, and you'll begin to understand international law and what is politics among nations. I don't what care, Frank. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what international law says. It's just words on paper because, written no, by no, strangers. Because ultimately, anyone would realize that you can't be an embassy or you can't create a sovereign embassy unless you're recognized it's a state among other states, and certainly Frank, no one don't in don't you understand? No I don't think in... I've made it clear to you, and I'm going to try again. When people form a state, it's just men and women getting together and making something up. There's no, nothing that isn't. really it's exists. No, it's something beyond that. It no. has a series it, of... No. It, has, it involves obligations. No, it does it not. What obligations? commerce among what nations. What obligations? Pardon me? What obligations? It involves the uh, it involves the obligations of the governed, what the ob- government, the citizens. What, what obligations does the government have? Pardon me. What obligations does the government have? Whatever the Constitution defines as the you obligations of the government. You are incorrect. The no, Supreme I'm not. Court, you're incorrect. Supreme, sorry, Frank. I know Mark, you're, you're, you're incorrect. No, Mark's not even here. Oh, I'm sorry, Ian. You're incorrect. <laughs> Listen, Frank. I'm sorry, the Supreme Court has ruled over and over again, years, uh, year, over a span of decades, that the, the uh, government at, at no level, at federal, state, local levels, government has no obligation whatsoever to provide you with anything at all, to do anything whatsoever. So there is no obligation. All there are are men and women that are forcing their way on other people through the threat of violence, through putting people in cages and things like that. That's all it is. Because unfortunately, a lot of these people who make these governments and these laws don't have your or my best interests in mind. They have their own power in mind, their own self-aggrandizement. So, Frank, are you there still? I think he hung up on you. But you know, I look at the Constitution as a document that affirms the rights of the individual, that that, that affirms the right of an individual to be sovereign. Well, the Bill of Rights certainly has some nice things in it. There's no doubt about that. On the other hand, uh, the Constitution, as Lysander Spooner put it, 
either authorized all the tyranny we are currently facing or was powerless to present uh, to prevent it. And the point I wanted to make to Frank, and it, he did not want to hear it, is that a state or a government, and again, I think the two concepts are fairly interchangeable, because if you can, uh, you can go into uh, the dictionary and uh, the state can be defined as the territory or one of the territories of a government, but state isn't always actual uh, plot of land. State in many cases can also mean, as it, uh, definition 10 points out here, the body politic as organized for civil rule and government. Definition 11, the operations or activities of a central civil government, affairs of state. So the state pretty much is an alternative term for government. Would you agree with that? Wayne? Yes, I, th- I think so. It's a fictional entity. It's a, it's a, they're all incorporated. I mean, towns, yeah. states, and that's uh, fiction. cities. It's Corporations fiction. are fiction. There's Walmart, the stores, those are real. The people in Walmart, they're real. But Walmart, the corporation, it's nothing more than some papers filed in a folder somewhere. Right. The state, the people are real. The guns, the badges, the, uh, the tasers, the, the police cars, the buildings, the, the cells, those are all very real. But the idea of the state is the is the made up part that's the fantasy part frank is right when he says they have a legitimacy because people believe for whatever that. reason believe in the state they believe that the state has obligations as frank frank did not want to hear that the state does not have an obligation it's true they don't we talked about it to a great extent last night there's no citizen therefore if the state has no obligation to, pr- to protect you or any other obligation then you couldn't possibly have a duty of allegiance to them well, they, they bestow you with privileges to get your consent. They but, do that. But, but you see, they're losing the consent of the governed, and they're losing a lot now, and I think they're very scared, and that's why you're seeing all these bad laws being passed. Well, it's true that they uh, that the state requires people's uh, their obedience. It requires them to go along to get along, because if people do start standing up uh, for themselves, then all of a sudden the legitimacy of the state starts to crumble. Oh, yes. There's more coming up here. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Wayne. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program, you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. You can use any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. Also, there's some pretty disturbing news, just as an aside, about PayPal uh, out there right now, about actually all online payment processing systems. The federal government is looking to force them to start reporting all of their accounts to the IRS. We can get to details on that if we get a chance, but just figured I'd throw that news out there. It's supposed to start sometime next year. By the way, if you're interested in getting together with other liberty-minded people all in the same place and actually getting active to achieve liberty in your lifetime, you need to know about the Free State Project. 
Now, if you've listened to the show before, you probably already know. But for those of you that haven't, freestateproject.org is where you want to go to learn more. You'll find out that over 9,987 people, or actually 9,987 people exactly at this point, have signed on to uh, to join up with the Free State Project to make the move to New Hampshire, to get together with other like-minded people. Almost 800 people have all, are already in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And there's a it's a real impressive movement. And that's why I joined up years ago. Wayne, you and uh, myself and Mark and a bunch of other people have uh, already made the move up here. And it's been a great experience so far, hasn't it? It sure has. There's lots of great people. It's an incredible... That's really the best part about it. I mean, the activism is great, but the people are even better. I mean, just hanging around and being with people that are of like mind, that you don't have to, uh, to, to drag all the way to the ideas of liberty. They're already there. So really, the, you know, a lot of the discussions kind of uh, focus on the finer points of, uh, of a liberty-oriented society and, uh, and actually making that happen. There are lots of different things going on. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more. And come on out to the Liberty Forum about a week from today, uh, actually Thursday, so Thursday the 18th. There, uh, that will be the first day of the Liberty Forum. It's going on from the 18th through the 21st. There are limited seats available for the Friday night dinner with Andrew Napolitano, the judge from Fox News. He'll be the keynote speaker on Friday night. We also have a bunch of other speakers scheduled, and Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live there all three nights. So looking forward to seeing a bunch of you out there. You can use our discount code to save 10%, even this late in the game. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum to get registered to learn more, to get all the hotel details and everything. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Our discount code is FTL. We continue here. Uh, before we get back to the phone calls, I just wanted to continue discussing briefly what Frank had called in about the idea of sovereignty, uh, the, the concept of uh, a state. We were talking last night, uh, Wayne, and you missed this discussion, but the, there's this movement of people in Indiana called the Sovereign Citizens. And, of course, I point out that's a contradiction. You're either a sovereign or you're not. Uh, you can't be a citizen and a sovereign at the same time because a citizen implies you have a duty of allegiance to the government in return for an obligation of pro- uh, protection, mm-hmm. which, of course, doesn't, doesn't exist because they don't have any obligations, so therefore you couldn't be possibly a citizen. So why not just call yourself sovereigns? Anyway, these folks are really – I think they've got the best of intentions, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate some of the things they're doing. I appreciate the perspective that they're coming from, like that they're sick and tired of the federal government. They're tired of the state government. They want to get out from underneath their thumb, and they, they're trying to find a way out. They're trying to find some sort of legalistic uh, paperwork filing approach. And then on top of that, they're starting to they, – they create their own ID card, which I think is a cool idea. I love the idea of having a private society with uh, with your own ID card and all of that stuff, but that's not what they're doing. They're they're using the state seal, so they're taking the state of Indiana's logo and they're putting it on their own ID card. Yeah, that's not, never a good idea. <laughs> no, it's it's gonna it's gonna cause trouble. So th- there's all kinds of things they're doing that I I, I disagree with, but at it, at its core, it's a concept that I like. The idea of basically declaring yourself as seceded from the United States or seceded from whatever state government that uh, happens to lord over your uh, your plot of land. Well, look at some of the Indian tribes now. I think I believe it was the Lakota Nation who basically was severing all ties with the federal government about a year or so ago. Right. And uh, people didn't call them crazy. No, that's But that's right. what Frank was suggesting. He was suggesting that it was pretty loony what they were doing. Well, because nobody – you can't be a country, says Frank, because none of the other countries will recognize you. <laughs> but but wait a minute. You're basically asking for people who are deluded, 
because that's what the state is. It's nothing more than a mass delusion. It's just a a, a mass religion. It's it's essentially a belief system. It's nothing more than that. The state doesn't really exist. There are just men and women that have guns and uh, men with guns and willing to willing to put people in cages in order to force their belief system upon them. That's all that the state is. There's no entity. It's just men and women that came together. They, in many cases, create some sort of founding document, and then they've got themselves a state. Uh, so how did the first state become, uh, you know, get approval? If in order to be a state, you have to have approval from all of the other people suffering from that same delusion, well, what about the first group of people that created the state? Who gave them the approval? Was that somehow more, uh, more or less legitimate than anybody else who gets together today, writes up some documents and says, well, now we're a state? You know, I think the vast majority of people on this earth are those who live and let live to, to a large degree. And there's a small percentage of people who, the princes and princesses, so to speak, who really seek to rule over others with or without their consent. They'll either trick them into consent or they'll just rule right over them mm-hmm. by, by steamroller. And that's what you have going on right now. You, you have a bunch of people who think they're princes and princesses and they want to rule over you without your consent. And they don't care what you think. They want to take your money. They want to control your life. And, and that's it. And they don't care what you think. As far as I'm concerned, you are as legitimate as any other so-called state in that none of it's legitimate. I don't consider any of it legitimate because, as you say, Wayne, they're forcing their way on people or they're just doing it by ignorance. So, you know, they, they, they raise them in this uh, this society in which they're indoctrinated for 13 years, as they are in this country, uh, to believe in the state, to uh, to think that the state is necessary, to think that it is good. So they're they're tricked in many cases into this belief system, mm-hmm. and because everybody else believes in it, it's, a, it's such a commonly held uh, delusion. The well, idea of the well, state. look at all the Canadian callers we get who, in one breath, are saying Canada has the best healthcare system in the world, and then in the next breath, they're talking about how their grandmother couldn't get healthcare because she was too old because they've been hearing that in the schools. The the state is great. We have the best healthcare. We give you all these free things, and we love you. And then, of course, you get out in the world and you realize it's baloney, especially when you get older. They throw you under the bus. Right. Yeah. Usually those two statements don't come together with the same caller. The young worker bees get treated the best, by the way. Usually you hear from the younger Canadians that like the system. And when you hear from the older ones, they're the ones that know what's really going on. So, uh, So I'm sorry, Frank, but no, the state is nothing more than a fantasy. And so, therefore... Anyone's fantasy, in my opinion, is as legitimate as the ones who started the state that you happen to believe you're a part of. So why is it any different that people got together in 1776 or whenever it was that they uh, they wrote up the founding documents? I'm sure I've got the, the year wrong on that, but but uh, but why is it any different what they did as to if you and I, Wayne, and we got together, we've got a, a few dozen people here in the, the Keene area, a few dozen activists, why don't we just get together? Write up our own Declaration of Independence, and then we'll have our own, uh, you know, we'll have our own nation. We'll have our own state. I mean, if why would that be any less legitimate? Well, you don't have big enough guns to, to enforce it. Well, right, and the other people <laughs> calling themselves states wouldn't recognize us, and so therefore their fantasy is more legitimate than our fantasy because they have more people agreeing with them. I mean, really, it's just so crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Whoever has the most, whoever can use the most aggression or threaten the most aggression against others has the power and the influence. Well, the good news is uh, there are people that are talking about this. In fact, up here in New Hampshire, a uh, number of folks are getting together and discussing the idea of just doing what I was suggesting, and that is essentially creating an alternative society. You don't have to necessarily have uh, 
the kind of the common definition of a state is that there is a specified territory. But it's just a concept. It's just an idea. So why is it that you couldn't have a less specified territory or or a non-territorial state, one that's just a uh, just a sort of something that floats over you wherever you are, if you will? Uh, why couldn't you have that? You mean the sovereign individual? Well, yeah. I mean, you could do that. But you. But also, just to just you know, to play within their realm of understanding, right? Because the statists believe that their system is legitimate and that uh, you can look at their documents and it says it's by consent. The, uh, the, the Declaration of Independence makes it clear that it's by consent. The uh, New Hampshire Constitution says it's by consent of the governed. Of course, we all know that's a bunch of poppycock because when you try to withdraw your consent, they'll still put you in a cage. They don't care about that. Mm. But what happens when enough people start to say, we don't consent. What happens when it's more than just the occasional sovereign popping up here and there across Indiana? What if a whole bunch of people that believe they're sovereign get together in the same place, decide to draw up their own paperwork and create, like we're calling it, the Shire Society? Then we can actually say, no, no, we're not part of your society. We're part of our own society. See, we've got our own ID cards. It'd be, it'd be easier to start your own religion. 1-800-259-9231. I don't think it's that hard. You just have to write up a Declaration of Independence and write up some rules and you're done. I'm Hour two is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The Sagal CAI toll-free line as we launch into the second hour tonight. It's Ian with you. And Wayne. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. Enjoy ours, freetalklive.com. We go right back to your phone calls Joe is listening in Connecticut. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Wayne. Joe, Connecticut. Joe. Joe going once. Joe in Connecticut going twice. Hello. Hey, Joe, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I want to talk about Frank for a little bit. Um, Okay, sure. um, As far as his opinion goes, I can't disagree with him more. Um, I've declared my individual sovereignty, personally. You can't declare your sovereignty unless another sovereign state agrees with it. That's right. Uh, that may be his opinion, but I can uh, I uh, contend that I can declare my individual sovereignty because my rights exist by virtue of the fact that I exist. Yeah, well said. There you go. Um, and uh, I uh, I wrote a document about I uh, have it up on the Free Keen forum and the uh, Free Talk Live forum. So if oh, anyone cool. wants to check it out, it's up there. Right on. What is that? The uh, de- Declaration of uh, Personal Sovereignty. 
Individual sovereignty. Individual yeah. sovereignty. Very good. And there is a discussion going on on the Free Keen Forum about creating an alternative society, and people are, are, are talking about, you know, a declaration, another something similar to what you've written up. There's already something else there. Uh, there's a, a Sam and Meg from ObscuredTruth.com are designing a state seal, basically, or the, the, the society seal. We're not going to use the term state, but uh, we're using the term society. And uh, so we've got our own seal that's being worked up, and eventually I think what we're going to end up doing, and, and I hope that we'll, get, we'll likely be able to put this together by uh, this summer, but the Porcupine Freedom Festival is the summertime event. We talked about the Liberty Forum earlier tonight. That's going on. Uh, that's the wintertime event. Uh, actually, it's wrapping out the winter. It'll be the very, very tail end of winter. And boy, if you've been up here in New Hampshire over the last week or so, it has been beautiful. It was uh, 60 degrees today. And sunny. Yeah, it was right. amazing. But as an aside, uh, so we were uh, so we're working on this, and the idea is to like Sam has found some parchment, like some hemp paper, basically that we could print up our own declaration on, kind of like the founding fathers they had theirs on hemp paper, right? So uh, so we could do that, print up this Declaration of Independence, and then basically sign that publicly at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, when you're going to have hundreds of liberty-minded people together, all of those folks, anybody, that, any of them that want to, could put their name to this document, pres- presuming they agree with it, and it will be written, hopefully, in a way that a lot of us liberty-minded people will want to sign on to something like that, because, uh, as always, it's difficult to get everybody to agree on one particular set of uh, phraseology, but in this case, uh, I think that's kind of the proposal, is the idea to uh, to bring that out, physically have people put their names on it, and then, hey, now we've got our own society, and, and we're as legitimate as anybody else. How do you feel about that, uh, Joe? Absolutely. I, I was actually planning on coming up to Porkfest anyway, so that would work out really well, actually. Great. And uh, I'd love to get, if you guys want to check it out at some point, um, my what I wrote, you know, check it out and leave some feedback, because I haven't had any replies to my post yet. So I'd like, if, uh, if any of my ideas can be incorporated in that, I would definitely... Uh, like to work that in all right fantastic was there anything else you wanted to share tonight uh no that's it okay very good thanks joe for the call he's talking about the Freekeen forum you can go there at forum.freekeen.com actually i went ahead and registered another url uh shiresociety.com so if you go to shiresociety.com right now all it does is it takes you to one of the sub forums on the Freekeen forum about the shire society there's no actual overarching website or anything like that at this point it's too early on in the the genesis of the idea now where does the word shire come from the shire as in that's something that uh, some of the earlier movers of the free state project russell and cat canning a couple folks that uh, were real early movers that they founded one of the local newspapers and uh, they actually came up with calling it the shire kind of like uh, i guess well new hampshire so it's mm-hmm. part of that, and I, it's sort of, I guess it's a reference to Tolkien, isn't it to- Tolkien uh, with the, there's something called the Shire in one of his books, I think. I think that's where they were kind of coming from with that, but it's a nice name, so we took it. I think so. We borrowed it. Uh, how, how do they feel about that? I, I, don't think they're obje- I don't think they object to it. In fact, they had talked about doing Shire IDs a while back, a, a few years ago, they were kind of putting out the, they were working on their own ID cards. Then I don't know how far they went with it. I think they just kind of printed some stuff out and laminated it. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to see is, you know, real like plastic style uh, identification cards. I think that would be pretty cool. And really, the card printers aren't that expensive, so you can either have a professional printer print them up for you, or you can buy your own card printer. If you've got enough demand for it, if you have a couple hundred people that want to get cards, you've got more than enough demand to justify buying a printer and just passing the cost on to uh, to the to the buyers. I remember back in the 90s, there were some patriot groups that were promoting these international driver's licenses, which I guess mm-hmm. supposedly were <clears throat> legitimate in some places. But again, it's, it's just an alternative form of ID that 
get you they feel it gets you out of the state system i don't i don't know if the cops are going to recognize no i don't i don't think this will get anybody out of uh a jail cell necessarily i don't think it'll prevent you from going to a jail cell i just think that it's just the first of many steps on the road to true individual sovereignty is essentially declaring it is officially declaring it it's one thing for me to say on the radio publicly that i've seceded from the united states and i don't want anything to do with it i don't want their benefits i don't want their perks and i don't want their programs and i'm not going to pay their taxes it's one thing for me to say that it's another thing for me to put my name down on a piece of paper with other people and say we've had enough so i think it's an important symbolic step right well they're never going to give you your sovereignty you have to take it exactly and it's part of that it's part of that process we, we i think we've been tricked and coerced and cajoled into giving up a lot of our sovereignty and freedom and independence and self-sufficiency over many generations, and now it's it's all coming back around. Exactly. We continue here uh, taking your phone calls about what you want. Fred is in Florida on the amp line. Hello, Fred. Hey. Um, What's on I'm your mind today? Nervous. Hey, so Fred. Um, I got a question for Wayne, actually. Go uh, for it. He said earlier that once you have a shrinking population, your economy is dead. And I just wanted to see if you could justify that, Wayne. Well, what happens is, and this is happening in Japan, is that then you start to have more older people than young people. And because of the way our system is structured with Social Security and and benefits and such, uh, having a shrinking uh, uh, proportion of younger people coming into the workforce to pay for the older people creates a demographic train wreck. And that's what we, we face in a lot of Western countries and Japan face. Okay, so Social Security and welfare aside... Is there another problem with it? Uh, if if you didn't have that, it, it shouldn't be a problem. As long as okay. as long right. as there's th- someone to take care of like the old Keynesian, people. Like a Keynesian type argument about growth or something. No, no, I'm no Keynesian. <laughs> I had six okay. years well, of that garbage in, that. in school, and and no, I'm I'm very much an Austrian. But still, though, it's probably not a good. I- it's probably still not a good idea to be losing population, though. Just generally, don't you think? I mean, that doesn't sound like yeah, a I, I think real it's, healthy thing. No, it probably isn't. And and you know, a lot of people stress the need for population control. Even Bill Gates comes out and talks about that. But really, if you want to uh, eliminate exploding population, you have to increase the living standards, and you increase the living standards by capitalism. You don't do it by what we've got now. Right, but I don't think that has anything to do with necessarily having an expanding population. I think living standards can go up without the population expanding. I mean, you're going to have supply and demand decrease if less people are being born and more people are dying, right? Yes. And... I mean, obviously, there's going to be less labor available, but other resources are going to be more abundant, relatively speaking, per you'll, capita. Yeah, right? you'll have some overcapacity, but the way, given the way the world is structured right now, now it doesn't not to say that it can't change, and, and it could, uh, especially if there's a big worldwide economic collapse, well, which which could be happening. But look, look locally. Uh, I can look locally here at least to give an example to our audience of at least something that happens when a population starts going away. There's a, a town in New Hampshire called Berlin, and it's up in the very northern portion of New Hampshire. It's, I don't know, population around 10,000 people, so not the biggest of towns, uh, not the smallest either. And they've been losing people there. There was a, a plant that shut down in town, uh, uh, some sort of a, a log, logging, tree logging, uh, a processing plant. 
they shut down, so those jobs went away. That kind of led, in turn, to people leaving the area, and more people left the area as a result of that. The housing market is great. You know, If you want to go and buy a house in Berlin, you can get one awful cheap. So as far as the resources you're talking about, uh, yeah, I mean, certainly there's, uh, there's quite a surplus, which means that prices are, are, have dropped. But at the same time, people so, are what's leaving. What's so bad about that? If prices are going to fall... Right, well, that's and, fine, and it could stabilize itself, you know, but but in the meantime, people are leaving. There's an exodus of people leaving this place. It's it's essentially dying off, so when you're losing people, to some extent, you're dying. I mean, you can, you can suffer a little bit of loss, but over time, you don't want it to keep going. Thanks for the call, dude. More coming up. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Wayne. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. In fact, uh, back in our podcast, you can go all the way back to January of 2009, all completely free over at freetalklive.com. And head on over to libertarianseminars.com to get more information on 11 seminars that uh, you can you can choose from uh, to participate in. If you are of college age, or you can also be a recent grad, you can be either in school or a recent grad. Uh, whether you're curious about libertarian perspective to uh, extremely passionate about liberty, that you'll find something that will be interesting to you. The career-oriented seminars like journalism, public policy, film and production, academia provides career, uh, career advice, networking opportunities, and lectures on topics relevant to each career path. You get a free book if you apply by March 15th. Selections include Radicals for Capitalism, Ideas of a Free Society. Uh, Two new seminars this year, by the way. Uh, Final deadline to apply, March 31st. So get on it. You, uh, By the way, it's free to participate. And IHS, that's the Institute for Humane Studies, actually provides you with housing and meals. So you get there, they put you up, and you enjoy seminars, libertarianseminars.com. That's libertarianseminars.com. Get signed up by March 31st. Uh, that's the deadline, but if you get in by March 15th, or if you apply by March 15th, you get a free book. All right, we continue here. Uh, by the way, before we go back to the phones, Wayne, you had a, another comment you wanted to make, so go yeah, ahead. I want to make a comment regarding the previous caller, and that is that you know, in our present system right now, we have so many people of retirement age or, or approaching it who are expecting Social Security that really are depending on an insolvent, broken system. That's that's my big concern because you know they're going to a few years ago they were questioning Alan Greenspan about social security and they're saying you know asking him if it could be paid and he said sure we can pay it but we can't guarantee its purchasing power. Mm. And and that's exactly what we face. And so if you don't have enough young people uh, to help take care of the older people what are they going to do? What, what what happens if they can't walk or they you know you have family members and you have to go out and work like a dog to make a living. How are you going to take care of your elderly parents or grandparents? 
Yeah, that's uh, the social security system has really put us in a, a bad situation. Because people would have it, it created a moral hazard. Because otherwise, people would have saved themselves for retirement with all the money you've put into social security. You would have enough money. But Wayne, to live what well about f- the people that won't take care of themselves? Even if you had, even if your employer was taking money out of your check before you even saw it, just like they do now with social security, but putting it into an account that is yours that the Congress can't loot in the general fund. And by the time you got to retirement age, you'd have you'd have real money to retire on and live well on. Is that, is that a government program you're talking about? No, there? it would be a private program, but it would be some maybe maybe an employer assisted private program. I see. So a private retirement program, right? To help you save for retirement. Exactly, where it's your money and you can't touch it. Maybe I right, mean, if you're going to have any restrictions or regulations at all, the only regulation you would have is the employer takes it out and you don't touch it until you're 65 or whatever, 62, whatever. And you'd have more money that you could even live on the rest of your life. Yeah, it's really, I mean, the amount of money that they put into Social Security is really tremendous. I mean, if you look at it, it's actually 15% of your paycheck. Now, you don't see the full amount. This I didn't know for a long time. It's If you look at the actual deductions on your paycheck, the Social Security line is 7.5%. There's another 7.5%, essentially the double the amount that you see that's being paid before that even hits your check. By your employer. Right. The employer's paying that completely separately. You don't ever get to see that. So effectively, the employer is doubling the amount paid into Social Security. You're paying 15% of your uh, your check every single uh, week into uh, your salary. 15% of it is going into Social Security. And like you say, Wayne, you'll be lucky if you see a dime of it. Right. And if you get hired at a job for, <clears throat> let's say, $32,000 a year, really, w- w- the, the company has budgeted 50000 because they've got the Social Security, they've right. got the insurance and all the other things. So you'd really, you're really getting 50000 a year. You just, you're just having it taken away from you, and you're getting your allowance like a child. Right. So if right now Social Security were to end, if we were to, say, declare independence, get out of the, uh, the United States, and then all of a sudden, then nobody had to, su- to submit money into the Social Security program... That would give every young person, an extra, every working person, an extra 15% uh, on their paychecks. Mm-hmm. Or the, the original 15% would be back into their paychecks. They could use that money to take care of their parents or to, uh, to supplement their grandparents or whatever it is that they needed to do with it. They could actually put that money to good use immediately. Yeah. be nice. But I have grave, grave concerns for elderly people right now. Let's continue, though. We've got to get back to the phone calls. Gene, listening in Tennessee on the amp lines. Hello, Gene. Hello there, guys. Hey, what's on your mind First, tonight? I wanted to compliment you on your little speech earlier about the uh, fictitious cult called government. <laughs> did you hear a little bit of yourself in there, Gene? I did a bit. And uh, on that note, I wanted to continue with, of all people, Dr. Timothy Leary. Dr. Now, Timothy Leary, the uh, advocate of tune in, uh, or wait, tune out. LSD, dude. What, what, what was his phrase? Uh, tune out. Uh, tune tri- in, trip tune out. out. No, turn on, tune in, and drop out. There you go. Turn in, uh, tune in. What? Wait, what was it? <laughs> turn it's on. Turn on. Turn on. Tune in. Tune in. Drop, and drop out. out. Right on. There you go. So what now, about him? Tim- well, Timothy Leary and the '60s movement was kind of an unusual situation, but it was very much liberty oriented. And uh, being part of it, I know that uh, the way it's presented today, and it's kind of buried. You know, in the media today, they really don't like to talk much about the media, the mm-hmm. 60s movement. And when they do, it's always those kooky hippies and their sex, drugs, and rock and roll. You and never did LSD, sex, did you, Gene? I did. You did? Oh, wow. <laughs> and Far while out. there was sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the 60s, it wasn't all 
all that much, really. I don't think it was any more than what you have today. So mm-hmm. LSD, um, I don't think is as popular today, but I could be wrong about that. It was just a shock to the establishment at the time because before this whole the whole '60s thing started, all the all the men had crew cuts and wore penny loafers, and all of a sudden, within a couple of years, everybody had long hair and beards, and they were doing acid. So it was a big a cultural shock at the time. I was a kid. But, Gene, tell me something. How do you think the, that whole 60s mentality morphed into, love? I love government, you know, and government should do everything? Because look at all these ex-hippies that were in Vermont, let's say. And they're, they're, well, they were 60s hippies, and now they're total socialists. They used to say, don't trust anybody over 30, don't trust the government, you know, and, and, and now they're total statists. How did that happen? Well, that happened by being bought out. But what I wanted to bring up with Dr. Timothy Leary is... I'd say it was the, say, the seduction of power, but go ahead. He would say when he had, when he had his speeches, and you, anybody who sees my posts on the bulletin board system at freetalklive.com knows that under my little picture there, it says uh, question authority, which is a term that if it wasn't coined by Dr. Leary, it certainly was promoted by him. He would say in his speeches that we should question all authority, even his own. So here's mm-hmm. a man who would get on, the, pulp, on the, the podium, and he would say that all authority is, is subject to questioning and, and demanding that it's, uh, that it's legitimate, including his own. He wanted people to question his authority, which, mm-hmm. of course, he really didn't have any other than holding a doctorate. Right, but all so, authority is also subject to corruption. And all authority, but see, the, the questioning of authority brings about the real answer to that is that there isn't any legitimate authority, you mm-hmm. see, and that's, mm-hmm. that was actually understood in the 60s, and it's not understood now. Yeah, People they certainly have, have not held on to those lessons. People do not practice uh, the question. I see bumper stickers uh, about question authority still, but it's certainly not widely practiced. Gene, thanks for the thoughts. Thanks for the call. 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. I'd also say refuse to obey as well. Add that to it. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials, the nutritionally complete drink with 25 essential vitamins and minerals and probiotics to help support your child's healthy growth. Visit us at kidessentials.com. Calling certain foods bad or good doesn't go very far in helping kids understand about balanced diets. Discuss the powers of foods. Carrots are good for your eyes, fish keeps your heart strong, and how they work together to help kids grow, and they'll remember it even better. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. We are here to take your phone calls about what you, whatever you want. You just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. A lot of features, they're all free. The uh, the website, we give you the, the streaming. We give you the archives. We give you the webcam. Enjoy it all at freetalklive.com, including our webcam, where you can actually chat also at the same time as you watch and listen to the program. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. Find that and get interactive cam.freetalklive.com and don't you just hate making extra trips back out to the car in order to bring in more groceries uh, wouldn't you just rather make one trip from the car into the house and be done with it well you can if you have the totasack or at least i can uh you can go to totasack.com and learn more about this wonderful little handle it's made of 100 percent recycled materials right here in the united states i use them and love them. Totasack.com is where you can go. T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. Order yourself a, fam- a family pack today. That's Totasack.com. 
as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Brandon is in South Carolina. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to tell a uh, short story uh, because I thought you would like it, Ian. It's about uh, how I almost got arrested the other day. Okay, go for it. All right. So um, I pulled into a parking lot uh, at, at one of my friends' houses. It's like a condo complex. And uh, I didn't. I knew a cop was behind me, but I didn't know he was pulling me over. And after I pulled into the parking lot, he turned his lights on and pulled in right behind me as I was getting out of my car. Mm. And so I didn't know he was pulling me over. And he jumps out of the car really quick and has his hand on his gun, like he, you know, like I'm some violent character or something. Right. And uh, and uh, he said really quick, like because I was moving. He said really quick. Uh, I pulled you over because your life was, uh, you were driving on an expired tag. And he was like, did you know your tag was expired? And I, I was like, I didn't even know you were pulling me over. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I walked to the back of the car and I look at the license plate and of course he doesn't like this, but, uh, I just wanted to see if, you know, my license plate was expired. So right. I went back and looked and of course he tracked backwards with me, hand on the gun <laughs> the entire time. Uh, and, uh, so he said, uh, uh, you were driving today. And I said, no, I wasn't driving. I, w- I was traveling. And he, and he didn't like that answer. And uh, so he looked at me and he said, so this car just magically got here all by itself. It just drove itself. And I said, no, I, I traveled in, in this vehicle. And uh, he didn't like that. So then he asked me if I had a driver's license. Mm-hmm. And I told him, uh well, I, I kind of I kind of stopped for a second because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to give him jurisdiction over me, you know. So I don't know. Never mind. So, anyways, uh, I, I I thought about it for a second and then I told him no, uh, no, I don't have a license. And as soon as I said that, he freaks out and like lunges in at me to put me up against the car and put me in handcuffs. Wow. And I kind of and I turned my shoulder and. Uh, and I turned my shoulder and I backed away and I went, no, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to go to jail. So I get my driver's license out of my pocket and I hand it to him. And, uh, and I, had a, I had a friend with me in my car and I was like, I'm going to go let her in the house. And, so I, and I said, you do whatever you got to do. And he, he was fine with this. So we went into his car and typed it up and stuff. And I went to let her in the house and I came back and, uh, and I said, I said, uh, oh, he, he said, here's your driver's license back. And I said, oh, that's not my driver's license. That's my straw man. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, you're straw man. And I went, yeah, you should look it up. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he, uh, apparently he didn't like that answer either. Mm-hmm. And so he hands it back to me and I asked him, and this is where I figured I was on to something, you know, I was, I, I feel, cause I know you've talked about the whole straw man conspiracy uh yeah i don't know if there's really anything to it but uh go ahead yeah so so anyways i i mean i was just trying it you know yeah. I, I was trying it out so uh i asked him and this is when i figured i was on to something i asked him well do you need a do you need a driver's license to travel in the state of south carolina and he said he looked me dead in the eye and he said no sir you don't and i said really I said, well, let's get our story straight for your little camera here, because we were standing in front of his car at this point, and uh-huh. I pointed to his camera, dash camera, and I said, I was traveling today, and you assumed I was driving, 
And uh, he said, yeah, and I'm going to go to court and say, you know, whatever he says he said. And, uh, and I said, yeah, and I'll go to court and I'll say whatever I have to say, and we'll have a good day in court. And he said, you better hope you have a judge with a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the whole uh, the straw man thing that hasn't come up on the show, I don't think, in, in a while. But the suggestion there is that uh, the, the name on the driver's license isn't actually your name because it's not in, uh, written with a capital letter and lowercase case. letters. Yeah. It's all in uppercase. And there's, there's a lot of people that believe that there's really something to that. And for me, I was actually kind of suckered into it for a while as well because it's a very you know uh, intriguing conspiracy theory. And I think to some extent there may be a level of truth to the idea that in order to interact with a corporation, you have to have your own corporation and that they treat you like a corporation in, the, in those ways. But at the same time, uh, you know, the average cop certainly doesn't, if, if there's any truth to it, the average cop certainly doesn't know about it. Uh, maybe many judges don't, don't know about it either, and it won't save you from a jail cell. So what the hell's the point? I think there have been some very, very clever legal minds over the years that have found different ways around the law of the land, so to speak, in order to enslave people and to control people i wouldn't put it past any control freak uh, sociopath you know to to not come up with something like that so i i don't i don't buy into it completely but it doesn't surprise me if that's the case because right. there's a few seen, things that make sense we've seen papers from the courts around here that are uh, typed up appropriately so they're not in all caps like everybody who subscribes to this conspiracy theory mm-hmm. believes they believe that everything you get from the government will have your name in all capital letters and it's that is on its face been proven not true. Well, maybe not the state, but maybe the feds. Who knows? But, but I, you I know, don't know. Who Wayne. knows? Who knows? But it's all very interesting. But I yeah. don't think it has any bearing on reality. Well, I, I think there's actually something to it because if, if I would have just said when he first pulled me over, if I would have just said, "Do I have any obligation to answer any of your questions?" I mean, what would he have said? I think that's a good question to ask, and I plan on asking about obligation when they force me into their court for a parking ticket that they uh, that they forced upon me. I'll be going to court for that in yeah. uh, in late April, and people, if they want to know what's going on with that, can go to the Freekeen Forum at forum.freekeen.com, where I've been posting all the various different correspondence between me and the court and uh, the cops and all that. Uh, so I, I, I do plan on asking about uh, the obligation, because if I haven't consented to their society, and I have not, then how could I be obligated to follow their society statutes and their society's ordinances? That's what statutes and ordinances are. They are the rules of a society. They're the 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 written down rules that uh, members of that society have agreed to follow. Well, I have not agreed to be a part of that society, so therefore, how can I be obligated to them? I would like to have that explained to me. I doubt they will ever explain it. They'll just likely put me in a jail cell. So that's what I expect to happen. And you are also, uh, you said you're going to court, right? Yeah, I am going to court in April, like April 28th. Hey, that's when I'm going to court. We'll be be in court, I think, on the same day. So, uh, (laughs) hey, if you make it out, go ahead and call in and tell people about your experience. I don't know if I'll be here that night or not because I may be in uh, in jail myself. I may also be in jail because I I figured what I was going to say is when he called, the judge called me up there, I was going to say, I claim common law jurisdiction. And then he tries to ask, you know, if you're going to, you know, plead innocent or guilty. And if you answer one of that, you're admitting jurisdiction. And so I would just say at that point, 
uh, I don't consent to contract with the courts and I waive all benefits. Yeah, well, it's, it, there are all kinds of uh, theories about what you can say. And, of course, usually when you try this stuff out, it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. And you end up with a contempt of court charge or something like that, or the judge loses his cool and uh, you get kicked out of court. It sounds like what you're going to is an arraignment, right, on the 28th? I have no idea. Well, yeah, if they're going to ask you to plead uh, guilty or not guilty, that's likely an arraignment, and then they'll set a trial date. So usually you probably won't get a, a, a contempt of court during the arraignment. They'll probably just force a not guilty plea and then schedule a trial, and then later on, if you try that stuff like I did, I tried that, I, you know, not, not that exact phraseology, and of course, the people that propagate these conspiracies will say, well, if you didn't use the exact magic word phrase, then that's why it didn't work. So good luck. <laughs> Let us know what happens, Brandon. Appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. You like the show, you want to help us out, you can promote Free Talk Live. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and get a whole list of things you can do to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations and into more ears around the Internet. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. Do you have existing foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgment, liens, collections, late payments on your credit files? Do you need to increase your credit scores? How would you like to hire professionals at a law firm? Well, you can contact a credit repair law firm, Chartered, part of the Better Business Bureau for over six years and listed number one on the Consumer Advocacy Group of America. Not only will they help you with your credit restoration and score, but also you'll get educated. Go to cleaningcredit.com. That's cleaningcredit.com. All right, we continue here taking your phone calls about what you want. Scott is in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott. Hey, long time there, big guy. Uh, Scott, what's on your mind tonight? You're on with Ian and Wayne. Well, okay. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, um, did you get your census uh, uh, thing in the mail? Sure did. I did. I got their little uh, notice letter, and Wayne apparently got the entire census already. Uh, oh, I, did he? Yeah. yeah. I, I okay. Have... Can, um, I wanted to ask Wayne, is he going to put all his information on that? <laughs> I can't. Well, actually, I'll, I'll put what I'm legally required to put on. That's it. You're not. Yeah, well, how? Right. Wait. What are you legally required to put on, Wayne? The number of people that live in your house. How did that legally uh, legal requirement? Uh, how was that created upon you? The Constitution. Did you sign the Constitution? Amen. No, I didn't. So how didn't. is it? How is that a requirement on you? Well, I I look at it this way. It, it's the minimum amount to do to get them off your back. Ah, I see. Well, I don't care if they come back. I'm not going to fill out anything on that uh, on that form. What about you, uh, Scott? Well, you, I think I'm with I'm, I'm with Wayne because uh, the only thing I'm going to put is the name on it in the age of who's living here that's all they need to know they don't even need to know that as far as i'm concerned that's up to you that's your choice i'm not giving you legal advice but look at the form itself do you have the actual questionnaire well i don't have it yet they said i'll get it in a week yeah i think all the americans better listen to what we're talking about right now well right there's been a few videos on it i know ron paul even spoke about it as, as well and there's been some court cases in the past about this and if you look at the form, actually, what's really interesting is the section, the very first section, question one, with the number of people you live in your house, 
that that's colored a certain shade of, of green or blue, whatever it was. And then the rest of the questionnaire is kind of shaded and, and colored more white as if, okay, this is the real section and this is all the stuff that we're, we're going to trick you into hmm. answering. And so, you know, I, I object to uh, telling them what race I am, what religion I am. That's none of their business. Right. You know, if they want to know how many people live in the house for congressional apportionment, that's fine. I'll give them that. Get away from me after that. That's not. That's not. I will not give them anything. I am just. I've seceded from the United States. I'm not interested in in their games. I'm not interested in their wars. I'm not interested in their taxes. I'm not interested in their programs. I don't want to participate. And so I'm not going to fill out anything. And if they want to send their bureaucrats over here, I'll meet them at the front door with a video camera. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, they'll, and they'll probably put two. They, well, they can put whatever the hell they want there. I don't care what they put. That's their business. Right. Are you gonna? What I'm if they gonna, ask you how many people live in this house? I'm not going to answer any of their questions. Oh boy, you got a yeah. tough one here. So I, I, you know, I could go the ignore them route, mm-hmm. but it'd be more fun to confront them with a video camera and put, probably you know, would. put the videos up on YouTube if they're worth it. Yeah. We'll see. So uh, Scott, anything else you want to share tonight? Any yeah, other thoughts? I just wanted one more thing to say there. Yes, um, I wanted to ask Wayne. Um, with the uh, countries that are collapsed, like Iceland, and um, I see Greece is in turmoil with their country going in trouble with money. And Portugal uh, and Spain, Spain Ireland. Uh, Spain, Portugal, and now Great Britain. And, of course, our country here mm-hmm. is going down the toilet bowl. I heard that they're going to be shutting schools down. And, boy, we're just things are getting better. Oh, geez. Well, you know, it's funny because the United States has a far higher debt-to-GDP ratio than Greece does, and Greece is going under. Well, of course, they can't print money like the U.S. can, so <laughs> they, can, yeah. they can kick the can down the road a little, a little yeah. more here. How much longer do they get to do it, though? Until you have this massive pile of aluminum in front of you. Scott, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. I've got the letter he's talking about here, and probably a lot of our listeners are very familiar with this. Did you get one of the in- intro letters like a week ago, Wayne? No, I didn't. I'm shocked that you've already gotten the, the census. They must be a week ahead in your uh, your town, but I'll just read this, because we've been talking about the census and, and disobeying and refusing to uh, to participate in it, so it's be- it's about ready to begin. Dear resident... So one of the questions I'd had originally was, do they know who you are? No, they don't. Right. They just have your address. Right. They just have all of the addresses in the United States that they know of. But they want your name and your age. I bet they do. So this is from Robert Groves, the director of the U.S. Census Bureau. Hey, Mr. Groves. Dear resident, about one week from now, you will receive a 2010 census form in the mail. When you receive your form, please fill it out and mail it in promptly. Oh, goody, goody. Your response is important. Results from the 2010 census will be used to help each community get its fair share of government funds for highways, schools, health facilities, and many other programs you and your neighbors need. Like what? Without a complete, accurate census, your community may not receive its fair share. Thank you in advance for your help. Sincerely, Robert M. Groves, Director, U.S. Census Bureau. Oh, they've got every, they're pitting everybody against each other, aren't they? Well, they are. Yeah, <laughs> they they're using uh, this kind of sense of urgency uh, pitch here, the sense of potential of loss. Uh, the suggestion is that well, if you don't fill out this form and be a good little citizen, then you won't get the services you need. Oh, you really need us, don't you? I mean, that's what they're suggesting yeah. here is that, boy, it's so necessary that you have the federal government and, you know, we've got all these important things that we're going to do for you. Highways. Everybody wants highways. Who doesn't want schools, health facilities? I mean, if you don't fill out this paperwork, your community will suffer. You might lose one of your congressmen. 
Well, it seems pretty <laughs> seems pretty unlikely, but and, and the fair who, share who, who, the fair the, the the whole thing explains it all. The fair share, fair share, fair share. Yeah, bogus. Uh, so I I can't say I'm persuaded. I'm not either. Uh, well, yeah, you are. You're gonna fill out that. You already answered it, didn't you? I just put the number of people in the house, and you sent it back, and I sent it back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you're doing what they're asking. Well, I guess a little bit, but all right. But yeah, you're not going. All, you haven't gone all the way. Uh, and and you're right, Wayne. They do say without a complete accurate census. Mm-hmm. So you are contributing to its incompleteness, Wayne. Shame on you. You're 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 hurting your community. You know. <laughs> I wonder well, what kind of guilt trip they'll try to put on people because, I mean, this is like the beginning. This is a very introductory letter. When you don't send it back in or if you just send in the one question, you think they do you think they won't come back at you and try to get you to fill out the rest of it? Yeah, they did back in 2000. They did come back yeah, at you? Yeah, I believe they did. If I remember correctly, they did. So I thought you said this was going to be the way to get them to go away. If they're going to come back, then what's the point? Well, they, they'll probably come back and, and see if they can fill out more of it or see if they can give you... Uh, get more information out of you. Right. But, what about you know, your wife? Will, will she go along with it, or does she know better? Well, uh, we know the the census taker, so maybe uh, it'll mm. be a little different. But uh, yeah, that changes things. Like that, that. that can change things a little bit. But I, I still think that if you just don't answer the door, or you just say, "No, I answered it." There's four people living in the house. What else do you want to know? I, yep. I don't have to do anything else because I object to the rest of the questions. I yeah I'm interested to hear what uh, what happens with people out there what kind of different tactics the uh, the census takers take and that's my personal thing everybody has their own choices to how they want to handle that but that's just how I feel about it the toll free number here is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one so in about a week's time uh, purportedly everybody will have everybody in a household uh, will have one of these sensei to uh, to possibly take uh, or to I think I'm probably just going to ignore it. I don't. There's kind of a toss-up in my mind. Should I write back, fill it out, and write back what obligation do I have? Just you know, send that back to them, or should yeah. I just ignore it completely and then confront whoever it is that shows up? And I, I got to tell you something. This is what really ticked me off. Is that almost a year ago, just about a year ago exactly, they came around. The census people came around a year early. Yeah. And basically GPSed everybody's front door. Front doors. Yeah. Yeah. So That's what right. are they going to do? Hit you with a Hellfire missile if you don't send the uh, laser-guided Hellfire missile if you don't fill out the census? Come on. I, I just really tick me off, and so I'm not. They've already got my my uh, my backup over that. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Brief news here. Uh, scary news from auctionbytes.com. That's B Y T E S. Internet sellers who don't report their sales will no longer be under the radar. Starting next year, any bank or other payment settlement company that processes credit cards, debit cards, and electronic payments such as PayPal will have to issue information returns telling the IRS what merchants receive. And they've got a whole brand new form that uh, they, they'll be able to do, uh, send out to the IRS. Uh, they, According to the story here, uh, sellers will qualify for this if they have more than 200 transactions in a year or... They net more than uh, they gross more than twenty thousand dollars through. Uh, let's see, for this, let's see, merchant merchant cards. So if you get, if you do more than twenty thousand dollars in sales or more than two hundred transactions, you will qualify for this, which makes me a little bit concerned about the free talk live amp program. But hey, we'll just keep going anyway, and I don't plan on filling out their forms, so we'll see what happens uh, over time here. Hour number three is coming up. You can bring up what you want to control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? 
If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we jump right back into your phone calls, you can take control of the airwaves. Eugene is on the line to start things out in Vermont, listening to WNMR-FM in Burlington. Eugene, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Wayne. Uh, with uh, Wayne, oh, okay. Now, Wayne is the one that decided he's going to just opt out of society, right? No, no. No, that would be, I think, I don't think Wayne has made that decision. I uh, I am opting out of the uh, the federal government. I am not interested anymore in participating. I'm not actually going to opt out of the state government, too. Anything like that? Huh? Or, Say again? So you're just opting out? Yeah, I'm opting out. Okay, oh, great. What's your name again? My name's Ian. Ian. So, yeah. Ian, when your house is on fire and you call the fire department to come to your house, do you expect them oh, to no, come Oh, no, that's the fu- fire department's not federal. Oh, no, Eugene, Eugene, let's take it one question at a time. Say? Eugene, calm down. The fire department isn't federal, so I haven't opted out of that. I would like to get out of the uh, the local government, but they forced me to pay for uh, property taxes, and so therefore I am paying for the fire department service. So, uh, hey, yeah. Wake, wake up, pal. You are part of the federal government. No, sir, like I am not. What not. evidence do you if have you, of that? If you're a citizen of this country, and what evidence do you, you have, have a, sir, you that I am a citizen? What evidence, sir, do you have that I am a citizen of this country? Are you're not a citizen? Of what this evidence country? do you have that you're a citizen of the country? I know I'm a citizen of the country. What does it mean to be a citizen, here? Eugene? What does it mean to be a citizen? Go ahead. It means what it means to be a citizen was I was born in this country. Period. Uh-huh. That doesn't define what a citizen is. What is a citizen? A, a citizen is what? He's a part of a society who is governed by uh, uh, the government. Mm. Okay, the actual definition of citizenship uh, from Ballantine's Law Dictionary, 3rd edition, is uh, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, I can pull up the exact definition if you'd, li- if you'd like. But yes, I'd like, to, I'd like to hear that, because what I'm hearing now is, is crap. Well, I can tell you that uh, the, the, the concept of a citizen is one that you, uh, you essentially owe a duty of allegiance to the government in return for an obligation of protection. Are you familiar with that? Uh, and, and let me ask you another question. So if, if something like Katrina happens and, uh, and your house is wiped off the face of the earth and you and your family are sitting out in a big puddle of mud with no food and no water, you don't, you don't expect uh, any help from the federal government. Nope, is that correct? not at no, all. I don't want I them even don't. here. They can I, just go away. Yeah, I don't I would, want them. I would rather, if I'm going to get help, I'd rather have it be from uh, private individuals and, uh, and charities and companies and people that really care. And rather my neighbors. Than, yeah, rather than people that have uh, stolen money from folks. And I have to. I have to say, you you are a moron. You are living in That's a dream nice. world. If you think if you think you could just opt out. Well, why can't I opt fan- out? Wait, wait a minute. Why? How did all those people in Louisiana fare uh, when the feds went down there and, and you know and try and, and try to rescue them or purported to rescue well, them? And they actually, this way. they the kept the rescue workers out. And it was done right in the first place. Well, guess what? A lot of other people wouldn't have been killed. 
but because uh, because they did go in, I'll, I'll guarantee you thousands of people's lives were saved. Eugene, they Eugene, did Eugene, they didn't let the uh, people that actually wanted to help come in and actually help out. They blocked off oh, the roads. That's a lie. It's that's not. It's crap. not a lie. They turned around, pal. They turned around right, the Walmart that's trucks. Right wing crap. That's not right. I'm not right wing, Eugene. I'm an. I, I'm a liberty minded person. We don't I'm, like war either, Eugene. Yeah, I'm anti war, aren't you? No, not at all. You're, you're, I put it this way. You're a warmonger? I, do I think the war in Afghanistan is necessary? Yes. So you're a warmonger then, huh? So you're just, just a through-and-through through authoritarian statist. No, not no? at all. No? In fact, I'm a, I'm a liberal Democrat that voted for Barack Obama. You're a liberal warmonger then, is that right? No, not at all. No? You so just, you we're just support attacked but, on 9-11 who's by we? the people that are t- now taking refuge in uh, in the hills of uh, Afghanistan. All right, so, do, so do Eugene... I, do I think it's okay for us to go in there and try to uh, get these people who killed 3,000 of my fellow Americans? Oh, that's right. They're not your fellow Americans. You don't care about that. You've opted out. So why didn't they get to the... Why did they get... Um, what's his name yet? Uh, um... Uh, um, yeah, they didn't get him yet. They got they found Hussam, Saddam Hussein in an underground bunker. Uh, you know, um, what was it? Maybe hey, three I'll feet be deep. The first to admit that the, the war in Iraq was a mistake. It was a huge. They're all the war mistakes. In Iraq was for one reason, one reason only. How many so innocent Bush, people have so to George die? George Bush could go to the Saudi royal family and tell them, as long as the American army is in is in Iraq, you don't have to worry about Saddam Hussein coming into your country and hanging you from a street lamp. Don't and you? When you just last week, when I heard you call President Obama a dictator, do you even know what a dictator is? Because if President Obama was even remotely a dictator, you'd be hanging from a street he's lamp. A, he's a thug just like George Bush was a thug. That's right, Wayne, Eugene. He, he, yeah, oh, Eugene, Obama is thug. just, Obama is just continuing That's Bush's more policies. More no, it's not right-wing because we're neither. Didn't you pa- just hear me call George Bush a thug? He's, George Bush was a thug and all Obama's Can you hear doing when I say that, is continuing Bush's policies. He's got the same defense secretary, Eugene, wake up. He reauthorized the Patriot Act. Uh, he's the same he's guy. Continuing warrantless wiretaps. Are you starting to get the picture now? Probably not. I, I, oh, I've got the picture perfectly, and I, and guess what? Our troops yeah. will be out of Iraq in less than a year. Uh-huh. Well, so how many innocent people <laughs> okay. have to die? How many innocent people have to die before you believe that uh, the thousands of people who died on 9/11 will be avenged? I'm not looking for revenge. I'm just looking for a little justice. What what do you what do you consider justice? How many innocent people must die before you consider justice uh, served? And 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 who's all these innocent people you're the, talking about? The innocent about? families, the innocent uh, young people, the families, the mothers, the fathers that are being bombed to death and shot over in uh, in Afghanistan. And and what's your proof of that? Uh, the, there are all kinds of numbers of uh, people in Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, wherever the U.S. military goes. I mean, look back to Hiroshima, Nagasaki. I mean, there's a, there's a history of uh, tremendous violence on the part of the federal government. They'll so, kill whoever so, they want to so kill. You're saying, what you're saying is you you would never go to war for any reason under any circumstance. I, I am all in favor of actually defending your own property and your own family. But, yeah, I don't, I'm not interested in going and killing innocent people around the world, no matter what the, uh, the excuse is. Because those people that died, those people that have died in Afghanistan, Afghanistan and Iraq were not the people that committed the uh, the violence on 9/11. They're not the same people. Those people died in the plane crashes. They're dead. They're gone. Eugene, don't you find it interesting that you're all for all this war if your guy is sending the troops over there? 
And Bush wasn't my guy either. So I'm, you keep on saying I'm for this war. You said you were. You do, said do, you... do I think do I think the Ameri- uh, the American uh, America is justified in being in Afghanistan and going after these guys? Yes. Why? Because if we don't do that, you'll you, you'll have nine elevens in in every major city in this country. Mm, That's right. They're really? going to come back and get us in little spaceships. Uh, there's, what's the logic in that? Oh, space. You know what? Why don't, what what's stopping why them from having what? Your, why what? don't you take your high Hyperbole and stick it because that's what it's worth. <laughs> Eugene, what is stopping the terrorists from attacking uh, anything in this country right now? The United States military. How, how is that? How is that? How are they being stopped? The U.S. military is in Afghanistan and other places. They're not in the United States of America. They're the United not... States military is in every country on this planet. What is, why, how is the U.S. military? Well, that's right. But listen, why, uh, why don't listen. you stop calling names, Eugene? Yeah. Because it really makes you sound like you don't know. Uh, you know, you know, you can't handle a, a, a you know conversation. Hey, all I got to do is listen to you two guys, and I can tell you neither of you know anything. Eugene, you still haven't really answered my question. What What is going to stop? How is the U.S. military going to stop somebody from? From going and hijacking a tanker truck full of fuel and running it into the side of any old building in the United States. Hey, d- d- that, that can happen from anyone and anywhere at any time. Okay, so but, basically what you're saying is the U.S. military isn't stopping terrorism. It's just that it's just not happening, right? Because if somebody wanted to go and do that anywhere, anytime, they could, but they're not doing it, are they? Okay, a perfect example is this. How about the, uh, uh, how about the, what you call it, the, the guy there, the L.A. bomber? The, the, that was an American it? agency that pulled that guy aside and uh, and uh, stopped him from doing that. And how about the what is it the the, the five guys there that were planning to shoot up Fort uh, Fort uh, Dix there? Oh, the mm. American the the CIA and and. Uh, and the NSA they had nothing to do with that. Right now, right? do you it understand why terrorism uh, happens in the first place, Eugene? Yeah, I know why terrorism why? happens in the first. Why? I can tell you why all this terrorism is going on is because of what happened with George Bush that entered Iraq. No, sorry, it goes back a lot eh. further. I'll, I'll tell you what, Incorrect. Eugene, if you want, you can hang on. We'll bring you back because, you know, it's it's rare that we get opposition like this during the week. And I, I'll happy to hang on, hang on to you if you'd like. 800-259-9231 because I still want to talk about some of the other things he brought up. I mean, we've gone all over the place. But uh, besides slinging insults, he said that I can't opt out. Well, why not? We'll talk about that coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can call in about anything. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free on the site, so enjoy those. They include our Shrine of Female listeners, the wiki, the archives. We give it all away. freetalklive.com. Now, the government school system sucks off the productive capacity of hardworking people. And whether the government education system succeeds or fails, spoiler alert, it fails, at providing real education to the public, the cost goes up and up year after year, and there are no refunds. 
Oh, yeah. And it also destroys individualism and curiosity. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government education. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. That's SchoolSucksProject.com. But Ian, what about the firehouses? They're okay, aren't they? What, uh, what about the firehouses? I don't understand your question. <laughs> well, our previous caller was using, uses the fire department as an example of, of good government when, of course, that's local government. Right, uh, right, because what what we were talking about with Eugene, who, by the way, dropped off the line, even though I invited him to stick around, uh, what we were, what he opened his call with was accusing us of, well, you can't just withdraw from the government, don't you want fire protection? <laughs> After we had told him specifically we want to withdraw from the federal and state governments. At this point, I'd like to withdraw from the local yeah. government, but they're too close. Their gangsters are too close to me. I can't just do that, otherwise they'll steal my house. And at this point in time in my life, I'm not ready to have them steal my house from mm. me yet. But I am willing to uh, to take the risks in order to uh, to disconnect myself from the federal government. And I've never and I've said, done that. And by the way, I've never said that I want to withdraw from the federal government. However, why not? It's not a bad idea. But I also don't want to participate in things that I feel are morally uh, abhorrent. Absolutely. And there's a lot of those involved. And and of course, we talked. He talked about terrorism too. And what causes terrorism? Well, occupation in one's country causes terrorism. And how many yes. people who are warmongers who, who are, believe in the war and terror actually have considered that if we had a foreign power, foreign government with troops and, and, and bases all over the U.S. who pretty much took over our government, and wouldn't, how long would it be before Molotov cocktails started f- uh, flying at these, at these soldiers and at yeah. these people? The how fact, long? The fact is the reason why 9-11 occurred all you have to do is go and listen to what Osama bin Laden has said is because of the U.S. government's military interventionism in the Middle East. Yeah. yeah. Period. And that happened before 9-11. It didn't yes. all start on mm-hmm. 9-11 or didn't right. start with uh, with the original Iraq war in the 90s. It started decades before that. Yep. Decades before decades. that. It was all building up. Even the 1979 hostage crisis with Iran, that was part of it. It's been going on since really 1953 when when the United States helped to overthrow the democratically elected leader of Iran. But Eugene says, I can't opt out. And we didn't really get a chance to come back uh, and talk to him about that. But that's the second time we've heard from Eugene now. Uh, He's a listener up in in Burlington to our uh, weeknight affiliate, WNMR which is an FM talk station. So maybe we'll hear from Eugene again and get to continue the conversation. I I hope so, too, because he's so angry. He's so angry. Well, he is, but I think he's confused because... He's he's, definitely confused. He thinks we're right-wingers, Wayne. Right, but that's because he's he's still caught up in this right-wing, right-left paradigm. And he's he's basically, he's he's cheering for the donkey team. Yay, donkey team! Donkey wars are good wars. Yeah, and then, yeah, donkey wars, as long as the donkey's doing it, it's fine. But of course, if the elephant does it, that's bad. He's evil. He's a dictator. Well, guess what, pal? They're both dictators. So, <laughs> as I said, he, he asked me to get the exact definition uh, out of Ballantine's Law Dictionary of Citizenship. Here it is. The privilege of membership in a political society, implying a duty of allegiance on the part of the member and a duty of protection on the part of the society. So, there is no duty to protect. That's what I was talking about earlier tonight. That's what I mentioned last night. It's been... It's been reiterated time and time again by the Supreme Court of that society that there is no duty to protect and there's no duty to provide anything or any service whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there can't be a duty to uh, of allegiance. So therefore, there can't be citizenship. So I asked him, why can't I? He said, I can't opt out. Why not? I thought this was – I thought this government was a government by consent. That's what the Declaration of Independence says. Yep, that's right. The, the consent of the governed is required, allegedly, to form this government. You know, and I don't want to consent anymore. 
Goodbye. For you, Gene, I would also recommend he look up online and read the book called War is a Racket by General Smedley Butler, which was written back... A two-time Medal of Honor winner or something like that? Yeah, right after World War One, he wrote it, and it, it's actually gotten worse now, but he talks about who he was really working for in World War One. Yeah, the industrialists, the military-industrial complex, basically. Right. All right, we continue here to Ontario. Steve is on the line. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Wayne. Steve? Ontario? Steve. Going once? Did we lose Steve? Steve going twice in Ontario? Hello? Steve perhaps is gone. Let's try instead Eric listening in Michigan. Eric, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Wayne. Maybe our board op fell asleep. Steve? Eric? Anybody? Going once? Going twice? All right, we'll check back maybe during the break. our board op got hit by a terrorist or something. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So uh, with that, Wayne, you wanted to tell us about a, some sort of government program that is paying people to sell their homes at a loss. Yes. A story? Yes, I do. Let me pull it up here because I had another one in front of me. Where's that one coming from, by the way? Uh, that one, uh, New York Times, actually. Program will pay homeowners to sell at a loss. Sweet. In an effort. To end the foreclosure crisis, like they're going to end it, (laughs) the Obama administration has been trying to keep defaulting owners in their homes. Now it will take a new approach, paying some of them to leave. (laughs) Wow, what a concept. The latest program, which will allow owners to sell for less than they owe and will give them a little cash to speed them on their way, is one of the administration's most aggressive attempts to grapple with a problem that has defied solutions. How about just letting prices fall and letting interest rates go where they need to go? More than half, uh, more than five million households are behind on their mortgages and risk foreclosure. The government's $75 billion in mortgage modification plan has helped only a small slice of them. That's because it was a bad plan. It was another intervention into the housing market. Yep. The, the more they meddle, the worse things get. Consumer advocates, economists, and even some banking industry representatives say much more needs to be done. Do something. For the administration, there is also the concern that millions of foreclosures could delay or even reverse the economy's tentative recovery, the last thing it wants in an election year. Well, how about if we just let prices fall and make houses inexpensive again for people and affordable? I like how, that idea. How about that? And, and you know, people can rent for a while. No big deal. Taking effect on April 5th, the program could encourage hundreds of thousands of delinquent borrowers to who who have not been rescued by the loan modification program to shed their houses through a process known as a short sale in which property is sold for less than the balance of the mortgage. Right. And then the government steps in and what covers the remainder? Is it up to a certain amount? Uh, it doesn't say here, mm. but, but that's the idea, right? That they're going to cover whatever the remainder is to the bank. Yes. It looks like they're going to do that. Of course. So it's uh, another bailout essentially. It's for another the banks. bailout, right? For the it's banks. bailing out the homeowners and the banks. Right. Because the homeowners have been complaining that the banks are getting all the bailout money, probably. Mm. Lenders will be compelled to accept that arrangement for giving the difference between the market price uh, of the property and what they are owed. We want oh, so they're, they're being asked to forgive it? Yes, they're they're asked, being asked to forgive the difference. So they won't be uh, so the so they won't be made whole as far as the bank will not be. The, the government's not going to cut the bank a check. Uh, I guess not. They're, well, they've got all that. The banks have all that TARP money. So. Okay, yeah. So maybe that's what it is. It's sort of a hey, we gave you this, so you need to do this for us kind of thing. Yes. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to bring up anything. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Wayne. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including our various different ways to listen to the show. You can go to uh, enjoy our live streams. We've got a broadband version and a dial-up version of the show, plus our webcam and listen lines, which allow you to listen via any phone that can dial long distance. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking to get your hands on some gold and or silver, you can do that over at gold.freetalklive.com. We've got all kinds of uh, options. Uh, Well, I guess not all kinds. Some very select options, actually. A good, easy selection that you can choose from where you don't have to go crazy trying to figure out which coins to order. Just some good gold and silver options for you. You can also call 877-857-9938 if you don't have Internet access. That'll get you over to our friends over at Midas Resources that uh, that we have teamed up with to make ordering gold and silver for you easy and affordable. Because uh, I I took a look at the Lakota Silver Rounds that I was ordering from Midas, and I, I poked around the internet a bit to make sure to see, you know, all right, is this really the best price? It was the best price I could find. I don't know if that means it's the best mm-hmm. price, but of the sites that came up when I was looking for the Lakota Nation uh, silver piece, we had the best prices over at gold.freetalklive.com. So head on over and uh, get involved in that. By the way, Midas Resources has a very good reputation. They've been around a long time. Now that we're having sort of a gold boom, so to speak, you're going to have a lot of new people coming in to the marketplace who might not always be honest, but the, the, the guys who have been around for a long time and have weathered the, the, the bear market in gold and silver are the ones you want to deal with. And, and Ted Anderson of, of, of um, Midas Resources is one of them. No doubt about that. We continue, and I believe we actually have Steve in Ontario at this point. Steve, you're back with us. Free Talk Live. Am I back? You are on. Actually, you're not back. You're on now because uh, our board op was distracted before. Go ahead. Well, tell him to put down his book. But anyways, you guys, I, I love your show. I've been listening to you guys for like three years. Thank you, Steve. Go ahead with um, your thoughts. I'm confused, though. You okay. guys, over and over again have, tonight, have shown your distrust with the government, your dislike for the government, you're a, time and time again a warmongering government, and you've even quoted Smedley Butler that war is a racket. Yes, sir. And yet you still trust that the government has told you the truth about 9-11. Oh, no, I haven't. No. When did we say that? Well, anytime somebody brings up something about 9-11, you say it's a conspiracy theory. Oh, well, okay, well, okay. So just because I think that uh, the 9-11 truthers don't have it right means I, me- means I believe the government story? Is that what you're presuming? Well, if you don't believe the government story, then you believe that there's an alternative story. 
oh, but I don't know what that is. I don't purport to know what it is, and I don't okay. purport to care. So that anyone that does purport to have a alternative theory on the story is a conspiracy theorist or a kook. W- would you prefer I call you an alternative theorist, an alternative uh, story practitioner? How about that? Well, what what I would prefer. I didn't call you a kook. When did I call you a kook? No, no, he would no. never. He would never. I, I'm not on the show every night either. Is is it Stephen? Yes. Yes, Stephen. You know, I, I don't even like the word conspiracy theory myself. I, I don't either. I, I think it's it's a bad use of language, and it's it's basically a a word, an invalidation word, to yeah. to well, basically discredit been, somebody. It's been used by the government time and time again to knock down the truth. Right. They, well, they, but your allegation is of the truth. Right. You don't but know if again, it's the truth. No, nobody knows what the real story is, but I think it's very telling that, that you know, the 9-11 Commission members, six of the ten, have come out publicly now and said that they... Publicly. Yeah, publicly, and said that they basically think the whole thing was a sham and a whitewash, and the, even the head lawyer has written a book about it. I okay. just don't know what the real story is. I don't know what all the motivations are. I've heard a lot none of different of us, stories. But none well, of us will ever know the full truth because everyone is going to lie continually. Oh, they have to, to cover their own butt. Right. Whoever's whoever was involved, whether it was part of the U.S. government or not, they want to cover themselves because if they're ever caught and exposed, you know, they're they're hanging from ropes and they don't want okay. that. So yeah. yeah. And that, that I mean, I take back the part, the kook part. You got. Yeah, I, I'm more likely I to call somebody. Who, I've never heard you guys say that you're a kook. Well, you I, quickly, I have used the term kook in the past. To be honest, I have used the but term you kook. Quickly dismissed anyone that has ever talked about 9-11 as being any sort of ulterior theory as opposed to what, uh, like any sort of, anyone that calls up you and you've quickly dismissed them as somebody that's irrelevant when there are so many questions to be asked when six of the ten Well, I can ask a lot of questions about the uh, JFK conspiracy. Should that be, uh, is that relevant too in your mind? I believe it is absolutely relevant. Well, see, that's where I disagree. There's all kinds of questions out there, but there's no real firm answers, and so I consider that pretty irrelevant. Really? Yeah, I do. Do you think that uh, the President of the United States getting killed and having a sham court case... The Warren Commission. uh, The Warren Commission was a total sham. Total sham. You guys are intelligent enough to know that, that the, the whole... Bullet theory was a total joke. So is what? It, is it okay you haven't really proved why it's relevant. You haven't, you haven't proved to get shot in your country, and it just to go away. You haven't proved to me that that uh, the theories about it are relevant in any way to my life and achieving liberty in my lifetime. Go ahead and prove that. I'm still waiting. Yeah, you know, okay. Stephen. Well, you know, can I talk? Yeah, sure. I was going to say that that I just want to explain something to you about Ian. Is that okay. I, I think I think that um, Ian gets misjudged on this a little bit because I think Ian likes to steer the show towards positive um, things you can do for liberty rather than dwelling on things in rabbit holes that might distract you from that. And I think that's really why yeah. he he discourages for people from bringing these things up on the show. And I understand, I understand that. that. And that's his prerogative. Well, there's no discouraging. We never stop anybody from calling in with this stuff. It's yeah, just that we're true. not going to just sit there and lick it up and just nod our heads. I mean, if we have uh, questions, we're going to ask them. And if we hey, you, uh, don't believe it or if you, we're critical, got, we're going to be critical. You've got more guts than probably 99% of the people on the planet, my friend. Okay. Thanks. I, you do. I mean, you stand up in areas where most people would cower and go into a corner. So, I mean, as, as a person, as a man, both you, anybody that is on this radio network has got more cojones than most of the people on this planet. So I'm not, I'm not stating at all that 
you know, you're willing to push it under the rug. What I'm saying, and the whole reason why it is relevant, is that false flag terrorism has been utilized by the elites on this planet for centuries, sure, if not sure. many centuries, to hold the people down. Sure, and you and, can go back, as we mentioned before, about uh, you can go back and look at uh, examples that are concrete about false flags. You can look at uh, the Gulf of Tonkin, which started the Vietnam War, and then at this point, we know that was not true, and we know that was uh, manufactured. And you can go down the laundry list of other uh, rice kind of tag fire manufactured things. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was another one. Uh, yeah. But but what we get what we get there is we get the perspective of history, and we we get uh, pretty much undeniable evidence that those things were false flags because it's come out as uh, as absolutely the case. Whereas what you're talking about, whether it's uh, you know Kennedy's assassination, the Oklahoma City bombing, or the uh, the 9/11 thing. Then it's there's still some speculation involved there, and for me, I rather I'd much rather talk about concrete uh, reality and facts that are undeniable rather than putting forth a theory uh, and having people be able to simply deny it and uh, and reject it based on the fact that well it's not necessarily fa- based on that it's not really uh, necessarily fact. No, see, see that's that's where you and I differ. Mm. Is that there were crimes committed on nine eleven? Yeah. By people directly involved with the government. Well, that's your allegation. No, no, that's not my allegation. Well, that, who that who is did fact. it? Who did what? what? What crime and who did it? Okay. Will you allow me a couple of minutes here to go uh, through this? I'm asking you a question. What, what, what crime and who did it? Okay. The crime, the primary crimes that happened on 9-11 is that Dick Cheney was in charge of air defenses on that day. Okay. He knew that planes were flying around that were hijacked what's the, and what's the did crime? not get air defenses in the air. That's the crime? That's one of the no, crimes. No, the government has no obligation to do anything, so how would they be found liable of that? I'll bring it back. You can, if you've got another crime you want to sh- share with me, I'll, I'll bring it back here. 800-259-9231, but that one's not a crime. More coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Just moments remaining. Maybe enough time for your call. I'm not going to give the numbers, though, because people are waiting patiently, and uh, we want to try to get to them. It is Ian with you. And Wayne. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features, they're free. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? Become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Amp.freetalklive.com is the place to go. You get signed up. You get perks. Amp-only call-in lines, Amp-only forum, the Amp-only podcast, learn more, get signed up, PayPal, other options available as well, credit cards, etc. Amp.freetalklive.com. We go briefly back here uh, to, I think, uh, let's see, or uh, we're going to go to Stephen Ontario. Stephen. Steve, you're back with us here. Uh, you called in because, well, you, we, you've got a disagreement with me on, I mean, you were very appreciative in many ways, and I and thank you for that. But uh, the disagreement here is with the uh, the whole 9-11 thing. And, of course, mm-hmm. I uh, like, as I pointed out, I like to focus on what can be done to achieve liberty in our lifetime. I like to focus on concrete things, 
unquestionably concrete, real things that cannot be questioned that the government does uh, that are tyrannical and evil to point out that the the state is uh, is bad and that uh, and freedom is the answer and and you know, provide solutions and, and encourage people to move in uh, towards that rather than as Wayne was pointing out getting mired down in the uh, the rabbit holes of these uh, you know, conspiracies. Uh, that can really distract people from actually getting something productive done. So with that, you had said that uh, you thought that there were some crimes committed on 9-11 and that you knew who did them. So I was simply asking you to uh, enlighten me a little bit here as to what the crimes were and who the, who were the uh, the criminals. And you said first that it, uh, Dick Cheney was one of them because he was in charge of some sort of air defense thing and the air defense didn't work and so or Dick Cheney didn't do something that he was allegedly supposed to do. But I pointed out to you that there is no obligation for the government to do anything, as we've mentioned several times tonight now. So, therefore, that wouldn't be considered a crime. Go ahead with the, with the other example. Okay. No, I, I just I got a question there for a second. Yeah. Is it not – I mean, you literally 20 minutes ago said that it is the federal government's responsibility to defend – the nation, no, I never would have said attacking that. nations around. No, no, I never would have said that the it's the federal government. I think the caller may have implied that, but Ian was actually talking about the definition of a citizen, right? Uh, which he says they're not doing anyway. So why would you want to call yourself a citizen? Is that the gist of it, Ian? The, the, the federal government, I never said, has a responsibility to protect anything. In fact, the oh, okay. Supreme Court has made it I'm clear sorry. that they have no responsibility. They no have response. no duty. There is no obligation. So no, uh, that's okay. why that's why there's no crime there where you think there is okay. one. Okay. So the fact that he did not send any jet fighters up in the air that day when he had the opportunity to intercept hijacked jets, that cr- one of which crashed into the Pentagon, according to Norman Mineta in his own testimony at the 9-11 Commission, that Cheney knew that plane was coming in, and yet he failed to get jet fighters in the air to save 160-plus lives at the Pentagon. That's not a crime. That's not considered manslaughter. Like if you drove down the road and you made a mistake and killed somebody, or you accidentally fired a gun in your home and well, killed you're somebody, not drawing, that's not your, your, analogy is, your analogy is incorrect. Uh, no, it's not. No, Ian. Dick Cheney did not do anything. And no, so, you're right. He didn't do anything on that day. He didn't do anything right. on that I'm not telling you that what he did was right. I'm not telling do. you, uh, Steve, that what he did was right. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you that by their definition, what he did was not a crime. So it's, legally, by not sending up the planes, he's not responsible for the deaths of all the people at the Pentagon when he had a chance to get the F-16s off the ground. No, in the same way that the fire department is not responsible for your family burning in a, uh, burning to death in a fire in your home. But the fire department doesn't know ahead of time that the fire is happening. Dick well, they Cheney could get a phone call. The plane was coming into they could the get Pentagon. a phone call. If, if you call the fire department and you let them know your house is on fire, and in the process of trying to escape the home, your, uh, your wife and children burn up, but you manage to get out, and the fire department then shows up 20 minutes later and they're too late to save your family, they're not responsible for that. No, I understand that. Same but thing at with the Dick same Cheney. Time, the fire department's going to make their best effort to get there to save your but family. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, but they have no obligation. Do you understand they that? Oh, I understand that. They don't okay. have an obligation. Are you saying that Dick Cheney didn't have an obligation to save the people at that's the Pentagon exactly when he I'm knew saying. the plane was coming in? That's exactly what I'm saying. But they were federal employees, by the way, Ian. 
technically, those people in the Pentagon were federal employees. So still, there's no obligation. Okay, that's besides the point. Oh, okay. The, the point is that you guys have repeatedly said, and my the whole reason I called tonight was to do with the census thing. You don't trust the government. You will not give them the information because you don't trust them. Well, yeah. not because I don't trust you know them, what? but I just don't want to have anything to do with them. Well, you, you know what? But, but, but in principle, okay, though, about the census, I want to say this, is that, you know, you could have most, the majority of the people in the Census Bureau be honest. All yep. it takes is one dishonest person that's got data on you that sells it to somebody or exactly. steals your ID. That's, you know, that's, that's the problem with data. Point. I'm not saying George Bush knew anything about 9-11. I'm not saying anybody else. Who knows who knew what happened, was going to happen on 9-11. But what we do know for 100% sure, is that according to 1,000 architects and engineers, is that the three buildings that came down in New York City that day should not have come down based on fires. Okay, okay? so what are you going to do about it? We know that for a fact. So what are you going a, to do about it? What I am going to do is let people know... And then what do you expect flag, to happen? False flag terrorism is used by governments... Okay. Yep, you already made that. You already made that point. We've got to move on. Thank you, Steve, for the call. Let's talk to Eric in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there, Eric. You're on the air. I hear you. Okay. Hi, Eric. Uh, well, what I would tell Steve in Ontario is uh, there is a group uh, in in our country known as uh, Guardians of the Free Republics, and I think Ian, this is consistent with what you would. Uh, you would espouse as a positive move. Um, uh, in essence, and this, I had no idea of this until a week ago when I heard a Vietnam veteran fella. Have you ever heard of Jack McLam out yes. of Idaho, eight and a bet? Wayne says anyway, he has. Uh, I've heard of him. He has a, a Sunday talk program. And anyway, Guardians of the Free Republics is about establishing local grassroots. Uh, sovereign people, and they do uh, emphasize the word sovereign, uh, it, it, we are, this is a nation of sovereigns. We are sovereigns if we choose to be right. sovereigns, right? Yep, you got to choose it, and you yep. got to take it. You can't expect them to give it to you. Well, that's, like Ian said, the, the government has no uh, mandated function to protect us, and it certainly has no mandated function to ensure our uh sovereignty as a free man no they don't want you to be sovereign they want you to be a subject absolutely absolutely and they do they do that by coercion and trickery yes manipulation and and in fact in fact uh the 13th and 14th amendment give you a clue where it says and subject to the jurisdiction thereof mm, yeah be a u.s citizen resident uh slave unless you're subject to the jurisdiction of the federal or state corporations. So these the guardians it, of the republics, uh, they're groups of people getting together talking about these things or implementing some level of uh, sovereignty? What, what exactly are they doing? Yes, Ian, everything you said and more. And, and their website is guardiansofthefreerepublics.org. I think it's .com. It might be okay. .org. Guardians of the Free Republics. Great. Hey, uh, have you met up with these folks yet, or did you just find out about it? I, I, I just found out about it, uh, let's see, two Sundays ago. Uh, they have a, a Sunday uh, evening broadcast on another network. Uh, it's called Republic Broadcast Network. 
Well, let and, me know if uh, let me know if anything comes out of it. Uh, it sounds like something some of our listener be, listeners would be interested in. And I thank you for the call tonight, Eric. We're short on time. I want to get to uh, Paul in Idaho quickly here. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Wayne. Paul, Idaho, going once. Paul in Idaho, going twice. Come on, Paul. Let's try Brian in California. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing? Brian, we're short on time. What's on your mind tonight? I uh, just want to let everyone know that they should move their money out of the bank. Move your money. Uh, dot info. And to where, a, where? To where should they move it? Uh, to to smaller uh, regional banks like. Um, and actually, I've done it for my business, and it I was getting jerked around by B of A, and uh, it's done a lot done a lot of better things for me. Bank of America has to be one of the worst banks to possibly do business with because they are actually owned in part by the federal government. I mean, as all banks in general are to some extent extensions of the Federal Reserve and therefore inevitably tied into the state, but some more so uh, than others. I actually was watching an episode of uh, John Stossel's new show on Fox Business Network, which is fantastic, by the way. I'm trying to get Stossel on, the, on for an interview, but I haven't heard back from any of the people over at Fox. But there was one guy that he had on his show, BB&T Bank, was like the ninth largest bank, and this guy was pretty free market oriented that uh, that he had on the program so if you're looking for a a larger bank that might be a good one uh and we're out of time thanks for the suggestion appreciate hearing from you tonight uh wayne thanks for coming in no problem it's always a pleasure yes sir we'll uh see you soon enough and see the rest of you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com Attention, active and separated U.S. military personnel. This message is just for you. You're entitled to benefits that are not available to the general public. You deserve them. Your family deserves them. And we want to make sure you know about them. This is Tim Lewis of iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Did you know VA programs can allow you to buy a home with no down payment? or refi with cash out up to 100% of your home's equity, and because of your service to your country, it's usually easier to qualify for a VA loan than a conventional loan. On your feet! And get all the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. Or call 800-900-VA-LOAN. VARadio.com.